Here we are, season three, episode twenty-nine. Another fantastic, stupidly entertaining episode with my insane Florida nephew, Pancho Guero, your friendly neighborhood Pancho. That's what he described himself this time. So, and uh, yeah, we got some uh, some delightfully stupid stories, um, and and some that are just um, well too stupid to be true, but they really are. Remember, all of the stories you hear are completely true. None of the names have been changed because we've all done something stupid, you know? And we talk about them and we poke fun at them, mainly because we didn't do them. Mainly because we don't want you to do them because they've already been done. And, of course, you know, when you're feeling especially stupid because of something you may have done or said, just listen to this podcast and just realize that you're not as stupid as you think you are. Okay, he's too stupid to talk and too ugly to eat. Cause it's a great big stupid world On a dirt clod out in space Where it stops nobody knows If Jesus came back today They'd try to book him on the Oprah Winfrey show Cause it's a great big stupid world He's given a piece of his mind to so many people, it's a wonder there's a mind left. It's Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World. Hello once again, it's Eric Lane, feeling very insane. Welcome to my stupid world. Ah, The weekend feed, of course, with my insane Florida nephew, who you'll hear in the next segment. And we have our insane game show and all kinds of stupidity and such and the like. By the way, if you're uh, listening to this for the very first time, this is just one of two feeds every week. We have the bonus feed that comes out midweek, which I have the Genius Awards for the, well, stupendous stupidity and the Insane Week in Review, kind of giving a little stupid spin on the latest uh, current event headlines, of course. Now, I hope that you will also share the stupidity. Don't make people come looking for it. You have some friends that just enjoy the stupidity, or maybe they just need to have a lesson in stupidity. Be sure and share it with folks, okay? Social media, whatever. Subscribe if you don't mind, okay? That way you get your stupid fix with new episodes delivered every week. And if you are really devoted, you can join the Insane Eric Lane Stupid World Telegram channel. Yes, where I have the links to some of these stupid stories, and you can actually read about them, see some of the videos, comment about them, share them, all that good stuff, okay? You can head over to a special preview page, t.me slash insane Eric Lane, as in Telegram me. Telegram is a great messaging app, by the way, if you haven't ever heard of it. But uh, again, it's at t.me slash insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. And, uh, you know, check it out. Uh, You might uh, find it to be quite... um, Cathartic, I guess, right? Yeah, well, definitely it was cathartic for this lawyer in southwest Pennsylvania. You know, lawyers just love a good fight. Have you ever noticed that? Well, there's a family court lawyer in Pittsburgh. His name is Jeffrey Pollock. He was on his way to court, had to go through a metal detector. Okay, now, uh, by the way, um, family court, by the way, it's kind of like where things like divorces and child custody cases happen. Okay, so that's where he was headed to. So he goes through the metal detector. The alarm goes off, right? So security made him check his pockets and go back through, you know, the drill, right? 
but it went off again. So he told him it was probably my suspenders that he's wearing, but he wouldn't take them off. Then, of course, you know what happens next. A heated argument ensues with the guards, and, well, he did eventually remove his suspenders. Of course, the problem was not just that. He also took his pants off to go with it. He just got fed up, dropped his drawers right there, okay? Put them in the bin. Walked through the metal detector wearing only a shirt and underwear. And he was standing in the lobby, uh, still pantless, when the sheriff's deputy shows up. So they arrest him, and now he's facing charges for disorderly conduct. Now, I assume his client's case had to be postponed, but I haven't heard any official word on that. I mean, but just imagine being that person, you know, like... Sorry, we have to reschedule. Your lawyer was arrested in the lobby for not wearing pants. Sounds like a bad David Letterman joke. You, you, you can't drop your drawers just because there's always a chance the goods could fall out, you know? I mean, I mean, we all know lawyers are pricks, but that doesn't mean we need to see the pricks, you know what I'm saying? The lawyer's probably used to having his junk out, though. I mean, I mean most, most lawyers work pro boner, right? That's a little over the top. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I, I think his point was made, and then some. <laughs> well, definitely the point was made, I guess, with this rather bold grandma. She's a 70-year-old Minneapolis woman who allegedly threatened a state trooper with a fake gun made out of duct tape and tinfoil, then climbed onto a bridge over an interstate with a bottle of tequila in tow. Yeah, I'm telling you, it was, it's just been a stupid, maybe it's a full moon, you know? Well, the police report said that state troopers started following Jean Hansen's vehicle after she was driving erratically. They see her driving erratically, so they stop her vehicle, and, and she stops in a closed traffic lane. She gets out of her vehicle and then approaches the trooper's squad car. Folks, this is not what you do when you get stopped by the authorities. You don't get out of the car, and you don't start walking up to the cop car. She allegedly tells the trooper, Hey, officer, I'm trying to find my way out of here. Well, the officers knew there was also a little active warrant out for Hanson's arrest. That little small thing was a problem. They just asked her to go back and sit in the squad car. Well, she wouldn't do that. She tried to go back and get in her own vehicle, and the trooper tried to pull her out of her car. Well, that's when Hansen grabbed something that looked like a gun, pointed it at the trooper, who then retreated to his car. Hansen then sped away in her vehicle, and her car was found later nearby, and, well, there was Grandma Hansen hanging on the fence of the Pascal Street Bridge over I-94, drinking from a bottle of tequila and grabbing the silver gun-shaped object in her waistband. Authorities eventually got her off the bridge. She allegedly showed signs of impairment, you think? She admitted to taking at least six diazempam pills, for which she had a prescription. Uh, that was before she drank the tequila. And then she was committed to, as a mentally ill person earlier this year, in case you didn't know, following an assault charge. So for this incident, she was charged with threats of violence, fleeing a peace officer, and two counts of DUI. Not to mention the sheer embarrassment from her whole family. Who's that hanging from the bridge? At your grandmother again. <laughs> I like the fact she was swigging her bottle of tequila while hanging off the I-95 bridge. Like I said, you know, if you think your family has problems, just remember, 
Well, here's the weirdest story, I think, of the week. A cow in Brazil that was sent, sent to be slaughtered uh, escaped from a farm and went down a water slide, ending up winning its freedom. Yeah, whoops. <laughs> that last part, I guess, was a video maybe of Chris Christie. My bad. Oh, well, sorry. No, actually, it happened in a town 500 miles west of Rio. The cow wandered onto the grounds of a club that's right next door to the farm. See, uh, the club has a swimming pool and then this big cu curved water slide. Well, the cow climbs up a set of stairs to the top of the water slide, went halfway down the slide and then stopped. And it just kind of stood there for a while. There's actually a great video of it, which I'll put on my Insane Eric Lane Stupid World Telegram channel. you got to check it out. And this happens like at 830 in the morning. So the employees at the club were just getting to work and they look up and they find a cow in the water slide. They found the cow and uh, their boss, they thought, they called the boss and said, hey boss, you're not going to believe this, but there's a cow on the water slide. And of course the boss wasn't buying it. He thought they were joking. Well, they finally ended up coaxing old Bessie down the slide and into the pool. Thankfully, the bovine wasn't hurt. Now the president of the club said he was kind of surprised that the slide didn't completely collapse because the weight limit was like 450 pounds and well the cow was closer to 700 definitely the company that made that water slide needs to get a medal the farmer says that the cow was supposed to head to the slaughterhouse soon but now not going to go no nope, nope, won't be going to the slaughterhouse no 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 now the cow is a big celebrity people keep coming to see the cow so He'll get to live out the, well, I should say she will get to live out the rest of her days as a pet inside or instead, instead of a, as, as livestock. So, and they named the cow Tobaga. Yeah, that's the uh, Portuguese word for slide. And I'm probably butchering the, the Portuguese pronunciation. So it all ended well for Tobaga the cow. Okay. Did not want to go to the slaughterhouse. She wanted a water slide. It's a way to do it, okay? Yeah, well, so, um, which I'm sure it'll make all of the vegetarians happy that the one less cow was slaughtered for their meat, you know? And I mean, look, I, I'm not busting the vegetarians. If you want to eat that way, then fine. I'm just not, I mean, I like vegetables. I, I mean, probably like vegetables more now than I was when I was a kid, because as a kid, I was always told I got to eat the vegetables. Uh, you can you can go out and play as soon as you finish your vegetables. I'm like, oh, you know, OK, well, look, uh, when, when, when kids are told they have to eat their vegetables, I don't think they mean that they should eat their bacon. OK, you know what I'm saying? Bacon's a meat. But vegetables are the foods that don't taste delicious. See what I'm saying? OK, I'm kidding. Salads are mouthwatering. <laughs> okay, well, there's a study that was published in the Journal of Environmental Psychology. Um, 176 American children between the ages of four and seven years old were asked to sort 13 foods by their origins, plant-based or animal-based. Now, keep in mind, these kids are young. <clears throat> okay, there, there is some complicated messaging out there with plant-based meats, you see, but the results are a bit disappointing, with 41% of the kids thinking that there was that there was a plant-based meats. But the results are, well, they thought bacon came from plants. Yeah, 40% also thought hot dogs did too. 
And 38% thought chicken nuggets did, despite they have chicken in the name. 47% said French fries came from animals. 44% thought cheese came from plants. And, well, that one's a bit tricky, but nearly 80% of the kids correctly identified milk that came from cows. And more than 80% knew that carrots and apples came from plants. But really, seriously? 41% of the folks think that bacon came from plants and hot dogs as well. Well, you don't really want to know where hot dogs come from, frankly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we have a lot of work ahead of us, folks. We really do. I think we should just go back to the old food groups. You know, the member, you remember 4432 Mulligan Stew? Look it up if it's a little beyond your time. Well, there's a family in Massachusetts who is suing a funeral home. They said their family member's casket broke open as it was being lowered into the ground and his body fell out. Definitely, you don't want that to happen at the graveside service. The Eagle Tribune reports that the family of Andrew Serrano files this lawsuit against the Perez Funeral Home in the Essex Superior Court in the city of Lawrence. Now, the lawsuit said that during the funeral in April of 2019, one of the side straps on the city-owned casket lowering the device broke. Or maybe it was a city-owned casket lowering device. Well, anyway, whatever it was, it broke and Mr. Serrano's casket fell into the grave, broke apart, and the body flopped out. Uh, the family listed nine counts in the lawsuit, including negligence, negligent and reckless infliction of emotional distress, and who knows what else. That's not how you want to remember your dearly departed going into the next world. You really don't want to see that. But anyway, I don't know if anybody had any videos rolling at the time. Yeah, that would be one for the record books. Now, I've seen a lot of people also um, do a lot of weird things when it comes to trying to get away with uh, driving in the HOV lane. We had a story here a while back of uh, a skeleton that was pretty amazing. We've had mannequins. We've had uh, cardboard cutouts you know, to try to scam into the carpool, carpool lane. Well, this is kind of refreshing, though, to see someone to try to keep it simple. There's a guy on Long Island, New York, who got himself pulled over for dressing up his passenger seat like a person. Yeah. He drapes a winter coat over it, pulled the hood up over the headrest. He then put a baseball cap on it, pulled down the bill to hide the fact that it, well, was a headrest, not an actual person's head. Now, the cops... One cop did see him when he drove by and thought, you know, something about that passenger didn't quite look right. So they pulled him over, obviously, posted the picture of it online. And, of course, they gave a ticket for using the HOV lane without a passenger and sent him on his way. But it was certainly worth a good laugh on the um, police Facebook page, that's for sure, you know. Stupid. Come on, folks. Really? Dressing up your passenger seat? You really think that was going to work? I don't know. Anyway, you got to wonder about people like that. And you also have to wonder about this woman. You have to wonder about anybody that wants to climb over a pretty obvious banister at <clears throat> places like the zoo just so you can go in and hang out with the, with the wildlife. There's a woman that was seen climbing over a barrier at the Bronx Zoo Lion Exhibit in New York City. The woman enters into this lion exhibit, was holding roses while tossing the animal's money toward the beast. Yeah. 
witnesses say she addressed the animal who was about 15 feet away from her like an old friend. And if you see the video, she, and which I'll definitely have to put out on the Telegram channel, she, you can hear her saying, King, I love you. I came back for you. Now, a spokesperson for the Bronx Zoo said that onlookers alerted staff about the woman, but by the time they got there, she was gone. Actually, here's some of the members of the community talking about what they saw. I can't believe she did it again, or if it is even her, but I don't know what's wrong with people's minds. They definitely need better security, because if she's able to do that a second time, there's no telling what will happen the third time. She might not be as lucky. Of course, it appeared to be a woman named uh, Maya Autry, uh, who, by the way, is famous for a similar incident at the very same enclosure back in 2019. The zoo also said she was on the other side of a protective moat separating the enclosure from the viewing public. So she really wasn't in any danger. But they also noted that the Bronx Zoo has a zero tolerance policy in matters such as this and will aggressively seek prosecution against this individual and anyone who violates the park safety rules. So while she may not have been in danger with the lion, she may be in danger with the law. You know, I tell you, some people don't appreciate the freedom that they have, you know? Freedom means different things to different people sometimes, I guess, you know? But I think no responsible person wants you to have the freedom to do any of this. Okay, yeah. There's a 44-year-old guy named Frank Towers who got himself arrested in Minneapolis uh, after he got naked at the airport. And of course, what would you think would start after that? Yep, he started pleasuring himself and then got into it with a TSA agent and threatened to kill him. Now, so when the airport police told him to stand down, he would not do that because he says, it's a free country. So when they confronted him, he'd just pick up a stanchion post and was started swinging it around like a weapon. By the way, those stanchion posts, that's one of those thingies that's got the strap on it that they use to create lines before you go through security. So he swings the stanchion post around, then throws it at an agent. And then the cops confronted him, and that's when he dropped uh, the little line of, uh, it's a free country. They eventually had to tase the guy. Now, they didn't know about the nakedness until they checked the security footage later on. They, they also found footage of him punching and headbutting TV screens. And he actually threw a chair at one point. But now he's facing felony charges for threats of violence and fourth-degree assault. Another reason why I prefer not to fly. And here, here is the latest bad excuse from a drunk driver. A 45-year-old woman in St. Petersburg, Florida, named Maria Jurgowitz got pulled over about 2 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday after the cops saw her drifting between the lanes. Obviously, yes, she did have alcohol on her breath. She couldn't follow simple instructions. She was slurring her speech. But she claimed she had not been drinking. She blamed it on an egg roll. <laughs> okay. She said that she was eating an egg roll in the car, and that's what made her swerve. Now, the police report doesn't mention any food containers or other signs that she'd actually been eating in the car, but what they did find in the car was a bunch of drugs. Oh, there you go. Different types of pills, like opiates and a straw with a white residue on it. Mmm, doesn't seem to match the description of an egg roll. She is facing charges for drunk driving, possession of drugs without a prescription, and possession of a controlled substance. But she did not get charged for possessing any egg rolls. Boy, 
Now, this really sounds terrifying right here. A New Zealand woman had to call police for help when she found herself being held hostage by a possum in her home. I didn't think possums lived in New Zealand, but apparently they do. So the woman says she's unpacking her car at her home in Dundee's Northeast Valley when she felt something run up her leg. She soon realized it was a possum and ran into her house. Now, every time she tried to go outside, the possum would reappear and take a charge at her. A pissed off possum, I guess. I don't know. So police gets there to the woman's house and they're trying to talk to her through a window when the possum started climbing the officer's leg. Of course, the officer was able to stun the possum with a beam of his flashlight and it was placed in a box with some dry pet food and the animal was relocated to an area far away from the woman's home. And police think the animal may have been uh, formerly been kept as a pet or might have just been recently separated from its mother. But what? I mean, I remember the time that my, my mom went out to take the garbage out to the uh, garbage can in our carport and opened the lid and found a possum having an all-you-can-eat buffet. But it didn't climb her leg. I don't know. I'm not so sure I'd want a possum climbing my leg, although it's a good thing that the possum just climbed her leg and wasn't doing anything else. And I love this story where Tesla's CEO and, you know, the, the world's richest man, Elon Musk, he is slamming Bernie Sanders over his call for billionaires to pay more in taxes. Okay, he did this before suggesting that he may sell more stock from Tesla after he had already shed about $7 billion worth. The lefty senator from Vermont put out a tweet that said, We must demand that the extremely wealthy pay their fair share, period. Then Elon Musk, who's worth some, what, $285 billion? He responded with his own tweet. He says, I keep forgetting you're still alive. <laughs> the weekend exchange came after Musk sold nearly $7 billion of Tesla stock. And before that, he asked his millions of followers on Twitter to weigh in on whether he should sell 10% of his Tesla's holdings. The poll ruled that he should sell, and he vowed to abide by the results. Elon Musk said on Twitter he would sell $6 billion worth of Tesla stock and donate it to the United Nations Food Agency. Musk still holds over 160 million shares of the electric car company that he owns, uh, representing some 17% of the company's total shares outstanding. Musk previously warned that he would be selling some Tesla stock at the end of the year or maybe early next year in order to meet the tax obligations associated with the exercise of stock options he received as part of this 2012 compensation plan. But frankly, I think we all keep forgetting that Bernie Sanders is still alive. You know, Bernie wants billionaires to pay more taxes so he could maybe go out and buy a comb. And there's a man who's now been charged with running a scam that cheated a woman out of more than $80,000. Missed a recent court date, too. <clears throat> yeah, it was supposed to be rearrested. But his attorney says, well, that's going to be a small problem. In fact, it might just downright be impossible. The reason? His client has been dead for months. <laughs> Johnny Messea's attorney told the state attorneys 
that he received a death certificate saying his client died from complications of malaria in the Democratic Republic of Congo, where he has family. The Connecticut Post reported police and federal authorities have been unable to confirm the authenticity of that death certificate. Now, uh, Masaya and others are charged with scamming a Connecticut woman out of $83,000 by posing as representatives of the Publishers Clearinghouse sweepstakes. A woman told authorities somebody called her and said she was in the running for a prize but needed to transfer money in order to claim it. You know the, you know, you know the story, right? You, you know the whole rap? Well, some of the money wound up in an account under Masaya's name, according to the authorities. Of course, this stuff never happened under Ed McMahon's watch, okay? I'm just saying. I mean, what, what, what do you want to bet that, that this uh, so-called doctor knows a certain prince from Nigeria who wants to give you a couple of million dollars if you just send him your social security number? Everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would love to hear about it. Now, if you got a great story from your stupid world, or if you want to respond to one of my stupid stories, let me hear from you. Contact me at shoutout at insaneericlane.com. Or if you have a question, maybe a comment about something that I've said or that you've heard. Or if you want to tell of some of your own firsthand experiences of stupidity that you've encountered, I'd love to hear from you, too. You can record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com. I might even actually use your feedback on an upcoming episode. Of course, if you haven't done so already, and frankly, I fail to see why you haven't, you should follow me on social media on Facebook or on Twitter, just by searching out the handle at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. -E. Meet me in the shade of the sunshine tree, pretty little Florida sunshine tree, in the shade of the sunshine tree. This is a Ponce Guaido. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, you know, I, I, can you think like every, every, um, big city has their own superhero, like your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Right. And, uh, I'd like to get that, like, you know, uh, recreate, you know, the, the meme, I guess you got Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man. There's like five of them around and I'd like to get that, but like with my face, you know? Ah, I see. Nice. Uh, or, or, <laughs> Or me sitting at my desk with a picture of me right behind me with the same facial expression and everything. I, like I, I guess, I mean, Spider, yeah. Uh, I'll say, like, this Spider-Man, but yeah, no, they, he figures out how to have different facial expressions under that mask. Yeah. I don't know how. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I, well, it sounds like that your governor is making quite a lot of name for himself. <laughs> He's been doing that for a while. I uh, Every time he opens his mouth at this point, I, I love what comes out. I don't know. It's... <laughs> Um, <laughs> I guess it's, some people really don't like it, but it seems like the majority of people seem to be loving it. I don't know. Well, um, I, I just love the fact that he did his last news conference from Brandon. I don't know if there's a town called Poncho and start broadcasting from there. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, in this, in this insane world, it's always good to see a little bit of sanity from uh, Governor DeSantis. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, yes. You know, I, I think it is kind of funny that like, you, you, like everyone talks about, I'm not a doctor or anything, so don't, don't like take this beyond what it should be. But like, I, I like numbers. I like statistics. Yeah. I do a lot with numbers with my job. And, and, and like every year, our respiratory viruses always happen in the summer. Right. Because it's it's like our winter, right? Everyone comes out here, they think, oh, I could never live here in the summer. But our winters are pretty mild and really delightful. And and that's the flip side where you might get four months of just a brutal winter that I'm sure a lot of people complain about up there. So it's, all it is is like the, our summer is just the North's winter, right? We just have opposite kind of um, – yes. I, not dress codes, but like, you know, time indoors. And the more time you're inside – you're breathing in same air and people are coughing things like, you know, those particles spread kind of further yeah. and stuff inside. So we tend to get more respiratory viruses in the summer when we're all inside. And then now you see uh, up North, uh, you're seeing massive spikes up there now that it's starting to cool down. Right. Florida is now near the bottom of the list when it comes to new, um, new, new things. So I, I find it just interesting how the same people that, that would quote death Santa so quickly, you know, I don't hear any like witless Whitmers out there, you know, being <laughs> thrown about, but I don't know. It's just, I find it, I guess, kind of odd or, or puzzling. You might say, well, I, I got, I, I'm, I'm hearing from your, your mom. She sent me, she's sending me messages about how much she just loves the Santas. I'm like, oh, okay. So, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny, you know, and and I got to say, too, that in, in the process of picking some of our stories this week, I was hoping you'd pick this one story because it reminded me again of your mother and of your delightful kitty cat that you used to have called Angel. Ah, yes. <laughs> you remember Angel? Mm hmm. Yes. Well, I, yeah, actually, it, I mean. I, I only knew one side of her, I guess, because I was on her good side. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I've heard stories side. of the uh, of the other side. I, I knew one side of her too. Okay, so, <laughs> I think we I think we both knew two different cats, though. <laughs> so, so I I saw this this story about this this poor guy. I would have not have taken the route that this guy would have done when you picked it. I'm thinking, yes, I was hoping you would pick this because <laughs> I, I have a thing to say about aggressive cats, you know? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, um, I, hey, this is, I, I think, hilarious, but mostly because I didn't do it. And uh, <laughs> if I did do it, then I would be rightfully called, like, horrible things by everybody. And I like couldn't a, blame Like a wuss, maybe? Yeah, right. I... <laughs> I, I I don't know. I think it took a lot more than cowardice. I think this took a lot of guts to, to do what <laughs> this guy did. Um, and, and I've got a little take on this afterwards myself. So oh please, I can't wait what, to what hear. What might it. be the funniest? <laughs> what might be the funniest story of the podcast? I think we're starting off with here. Sometimes people make big confessions on Reddit. Like that's yeah. that's an understatement of the year, right? Oh yeah. Recently. <laughs> recently an anonymous man and I, I understand why he tried to remain anonymous here um, he, he, he took to the site saying that he got rid of his wife's aggressive cat while she was away visiting family and replaced it with a friendlier cat that looked exactly the same and, and I mean this was easy because he wrote in part that she had an all black cat that was extremely aggressive and, and so like you, you, all black cat, that would seem pretty easy to replace, right? Sure. Um, well, this cat, he says he would scratch everyone, hissed at everyone, didn't use its litter box half the time. Oh. And, and I, I think that's just like any cat, I really. I mean, <laughs> from my experience, my wife insisted she could get it to behave better. 
And one week she went out of town to visit her family and I was supposed to go to her apartment and feed it. He goes on to explain that he found a lookalike cat at a local animal shelter that was more well-behaved. So he adopted it, brought his wife's cat to another shelter out of town. And uh, he also wrote that it's been six years since then. We got married four years ago. We still have the swapped cat. It answers to the original cat's name. My wife knows nothing. <laughs> My wife knows nothing. So she loves this cat and brags about how much better behaved it is. Every time I see it, I feel like a total piece of S-H-I-T, he says. Yeah. Um, so this Reddit users commented, uh, well, Reddit users commented on this guy's post saying that he was wrong for doing this and that he should <laughs> never tell anyone about the swamp. Um, one, one person even wrote, if this dude would literally do something as big as replacing his spouse's pet, I can't imagine what other things he's definitely lied oh, about or hidden. Gosh. Uh, another wrote, I will not rest until these two are divorced. <laughs> now, I have to say, you know, like, I I do agree that, like, yeah, like, you probably should feel like a piece of crap every time you look at that cat. Because that's a pretty, you know, um, S-H-I-T thing to do. I would not. I just want to go on record. I would not feel that way at all. I would feel <laughs> I would feel proud of myself. <laughs> yeah. what, what I will say, and maybe, maybe this is an invitation for you then, Eric, is that with, with this, so we've got a dog and a cat, right? And my wife is it's not necessarily a cat person, but yeah. we found this cat as a, as a kitten. Uh, we didn't have a mom, and there's a little litter, and so we actually bottle fed her, and, and that was kind of what won my wife over. She's a little Siamese cat. Yeah. Very talkative. I mean, exactly what you think of with a Siamese. And, um, but like she, she has a tendency. Like she behaves very different when the dog is around versus when the dog isn't. And right. and I think sometimes that causes some slight behavioral issues, or just <laughs> causes her to like not want to be in the same room. So she might yeah. scratch some other things that we don't want her scratching. And right. and um, if I would never do this, but but if you know someone happened to break into her house and the only thing they stole was the cat. <laughs> I think Mrs. Poncho would be happy. <laughs> I w- I'd be. I think I'd be pretty indifferent, but I think Mrs. Poncho would actually be relieved and happy. So, you know, if anyone's looking for a nice uh, Siamese cat, I'll well, give you the address you know, and I'll let you know when we're not home. I home. I really like Siamese cats, so you can just mm-hmm. message me after the podcast. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She well, is a sweet cat. Like she really is. I'm, I'm telling oh, yeah. you. Like, when the dog's well, better within two she, minutes, she's she's sitting on my lap purring. Oh yeah, I mean she finally. I, I think there are a couple of times kind of warmed up to me for for a little bit, but you know not too much. Yeah, but you know, but, my, my but dog I'll just gets you. too jealous if the cat gets attention. That's all. Well, so he so, jumps and buds in. Of course, of course. Now, but I'll tell you about this guy. If this dude was living in here in rural central Pennsylvania and and he has had a situation like this, he would have gone to the trouble <clears throat> to swap the cat out. He he would have dealt with the problem just by shooting the cat. Just take it out in the back and put it out of its misery. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm telling you. I got a case though where a customer probably should have been a lot less aggressive to a restaurant worker. Okay, and I saw the video for this, and this is just. I mean, my my son was coming in tonight. He he had a long day at Cracker Barrel, the place that they make mediocre Southern food, and um, just. I guess they here in the state college area, they, they, we had the trans Siberian orchestra coming into town. So oh, yeah. they're going to be, they're going to be playing it at, at, at Penn state. 
and I guess everybody and their grandmother <clears throat> was coming into town, and everybody that was going to TSO was stopping and eating at Cracker Barrel. And of course, you get all these people like, and you're dealing with folks. You you say, okay, you know, they wanted to, you know, reserve a place, and you know, he's telling them, well, Cracker Barrel don't take reservations. You can get the app, and you can, you know, get in a queue on the app, and the person's saying, but I'm driving. <laughs> I'm like, well, not my problem, you know. So I understand his frustration with dealing with the general public. So. People can just be stupid for some unknown reason. They think that people that work in stores can do magic or miracles or something. But I, I, I mean, and I, that's why I don't deal with the public. I, so I, I'm in radio. I deal behind a microphone. I don't have to talk to anybody unless they call me on the phone. And so, but, and I'm not even an expert on psychology or soup or any of the other condiments they serve at, at the, the restaurants. But I kind of feel this might have been a little over the top. This woman in Texas, okay, she got so ticked because the soup she got from this restaurant was so was too hot. So she responds by throwing it in the employee's face. Okay, that's the way to handle it. All right, this happened at, at of all places at a Mexican joint down in Temple, Texas. It's about halfway between Austin and Dallas. So this just makes in. me think of like this makes me think of like the, the Zoolander or something when <laughs> when uh, you know he's like you know I don't like milk in my latte. <laughs> <laughs> well, this this woman this woman calls in and she was livid because the soup she ordered was so hot it melted the plastic lid on the container. So like they must have put the must have been boiling when they put it in there. So the cashier just been how spicy it was, right? But <laughs> yeah, really. So the cashier who was answered the phone was this young woman named Janelle Broland, who sounds like she did all the right things. She apologized. She understood why it would be upsetting. She offered a refund, offered free food, you know, the whole nine yards. So the woman though just wanted to yell and scream and make her point. Okay. Kept calling her all kinds of names, dropping all the F bombs, you know. Janelle eventually said, look, you can't talk to me like this, and hung up. And not long after that, the woman shows up at the restaurant. That would put warning bells in my head right there, okay? But the woman comes up and continues to swear and cuss at her. So at this point, Janelle now is going to call the cops. And that's when the woman throws the soup in her face and walks out. Okay, now, luckily... I think the soup cooled down a little more than the woman did. Okay. So it, the soup, it didn't really burn her. So, I mean, I could expect what third degree burns on her face, but that didn't happen, but it was definitely spicy soup and it's, it's this min menudo soup. Okay. Have you ever had menudo oh, yeah. soup? I, I haven't, but uh, Mrs. Poncho was very interested in the menudo because she, yeah. uh, my, my mother-in-law makes, I guess, a good menudo. Yeah. So, well, it got in her eyes. So it's like she was being pepper sprayed, you know, so, but, but anyway, here's Janelle. She's telling her side of the story on a TikTok post here. Basically, this woman had called saying that her soup was so hot that it had melted the plastic lid into the soup. All she wanted to do was yell and cuss, and she called me names and the kitchen staff names. And then, as you saw, she had come into the restaurant. That is when she made the split decision to grab the hot menudo and throw it in my face. Now the soup was not as hot as it was when it was fresh, but if anything, the spices from our soup 
definitely affected me more than anything. It really felt like I had just been pepper sprayed. So the restaurant obviously banned the woman. They post the footage of it online, which I'm proud of them for that. Okay. And police say that charges are pending. So I like the public shaming part on something like this. This woman deserved to have a, a spectacle made of herself for sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, I can, I can see like us being arrested. You'd be like, yeah, um, I'll take the number five um, <laughs> in terms of amendment. Uh, yeah. And I want with that a, a side of a taco and a, uh, I, you know, at least you didn't waste good pozole because that's that's the um, oh. Mexican soup I'm used to eating more of, yeah. at least. And good pozole is hard to beat. Um, yeah. I, you know, with with this whole thing, I, I kind of um, I can't help but just wonder if this is like the millennials, you know, the new oh. millennials iconic Seinfeld episode. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no sopa para ti is like, you know, <laughs> just I don't know. Um, <laughs> but it really does make me think of a, of, I, I can't, Todd, I think his name was on Zoolander. Was, you know lattes make me bloaty, Todd. And he just <laughs> dumps the whole hot coffee all over his face. Yep. Um, yep. Oh my goodness. Well, you know, some of these, I guess th you'd say thin skinned customers, they're behaving like they're possessed when they don't get something the way that they want it. Mm -hmm. There, there's a clergyman who was, Behaving as if he was possessed, but it had nothing to do with getting angry. More like getting laid. Um, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe he was possessed with lust, you might say, and not yeah. for the menudo, uh, because I, I, I would be. That's Mrs. Poncho and I. We're, we're, we're wanting the menudo now. But this one is <laughs> get this, okay? Uh, now, <laughs> before I even start, like, of course, this happens in Spain yeah. because. Uh, <laughs> That's about the only place I could see it happening, really. A former <laughs> Spanish bishop has been accused of being possessed after he left the clergy to be in a relationship with an erotic fiction writer and <laughs> began working at a company that exports pig semen. Now, if this doesn't sound like the next plot to a new movie or season <laughs> of The Exorcist, I don't know what it does. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Xavier Novell. Um, but I think it's kind of funny. It's like, oh, is this one of those Xavier, no uh, like a Har Harlequin novels, right? <laughs> but um, either way, his name is, uh, I'm going to say novella because I think that's how you'd say it in Spanish. And it's going to get too confusing if we're talking about erotic novels and a novel. Mm -hmm. So we're going to say mm -hmm. Bishop Novell. <laughs> Ex-Bishop Emeritus of Solsona. He made headlines after Spanish media reported that he had fallen for Silvia Caballo. A um, and that's not. I say cabile, but it's not cabile. You might think bile because of the words written on the page. It's um, <laughs> yeah. It's a psych. She's a psychologist and erotic novelist. Uh, I, right. I don't. I'd love to see the. I want to get business cards made. You know, I'm like, yes, well, I'm. Um, it's an interesting combination. I well, I was saying the same. Yeah, because I'm. I'm a scientist. Uh, you know, electrical engineer and erotic novelist. And I yes, all three of those are on my, my business card. Um, yeah. I've, I've got, you know, I was given a business card. I, I used to work as a bank teller this years back and you would meet the, the funniest or craziest people. And I still have a business card of someone who gave me a card for non-sexual plutonic cuddling. And so <laughs> I, I don't know if this is, you know, it, I, 
I, I don't know if this is like, it might be cousins or something with this whole psychologist erotic novelist thing. I'm, it, either way, I was kind of laughing. Well, either way, I'm, I'm not spending too much time here. Kabyle, she's authored the books, such books are titled as The Hell of Gabriel's Lust <laughs> and The Amnesia Trilogy. Oh, God. The Amazon summary of which includes the question, what happens when attraction is stronger than any code of ethics or social norms? That well, Pavel, he he was widely considered a rising figure within the Spanish Catholic Church, if you know what I mean. And mm-hmm. you know, that's not the only thing that was rising. Um, where he performed exorcisms, according to the Spanish media, he also promoted and reportedly underwent harmful gay conversion therapy described by victims as aggressive and destructive Ooh. after obviously it must have worked if he's leaving for i guess what uh yeah, what, what's her what's her name here yeah. get, sylvia Cabile. there you go um i'm not sure either way after resigning novel disappeared from public view and has not appeared in the media but obviously good news is if you're looking for some pig semen i know who you can contact <laughs> for yeah <laughs> How would you oh, use it? I have no idea. What, I don't know what Spanish people do with pig semen. So I have no idea. I would imagine some kind of brew idea, but either way, yeah. I, I would say <laughs> I would say this: a member of the Catholic Church is involved in some kind of sexual controversy. That's something you never hear about. Yeah, <laughs> but it is nice to see a Catholic bishop fall for someone besides a choir boy. You know, someone a little. This older is true. Yeah. This is true. <laughs> that, that's the surprising, that's the real surprising thing about the story. <laughs> yeah, well, imagine, you know, where you can, if you were ever married by this guy, you have quite the story to tell. You know, he was married by a, a bishop who later became possessed and went to, run, he ran off with an erotic fiction writer, you know, and exported pig <laughs> semen to everybody. That's definitely something you can tell the grandkids. I know that, you know. But I mean, <laughs> right. yeah, we, so, so we've got a bishop who's got eh, maybe a few confessions of his own that he probably needs to take <laughs> care of, you know. Uh, but then there is uh, this guy who needed to confess. But let's just say he did it in a very unexpected situation. OK, this is about three years ago when a 94 year old woman died in this house fire over in England. Now, at the time, it was kind of believed to be an accident the way it all you know shook down because the woman was a pretty heavy smoker she also suffered from dementia so they kind of did the math but tragically as it turns out it, that the fire was actually set by her at the time 18 year old step grandson hmm and well the way he was caught was because he admitted it kind of sort of accidentally you might say because how this tra- took place, they were playing a game of truth or dare. And lo and behold, he just stepped in it and confessed <laughs> during this game of truth or dare. Now, you're thinking, how can anybody be that stupid? Well, of course, this guy can be. He allegedly, he says, well, I have a secret and I haven't told anyone. I may have killed someone. Now, you're playing truth or dare and somebody says this to you. I'm not sure I would want to continue with playing the game, you know, but he also, (laughs) well, he also, he also told a counselor about it. Well, that's when the case was reopened. And by the way, it was intentional. He actually used a lighter to set the curtains on fire 
then disabled the smoke alarm so that the blaze would go undetected. Now, later on, he claimed that he did it because he did not want the woman to continue to suffer from dementia. A noble cause, I guess, right? But he was eventually found guilty in court and was sentenced. So, but I mean, really? I mean, uh, I think it's hilarious. I think truth or dare should probably be used maybe uh, in the future to get other confessions out of criminals in some underhanded, co covert way. That's a very, very, very timely thing to do. I mean, at least we have an honest murderer, right? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> sort of like, he's like, look, I may be a murderer, but I ain't no liar. <laughs> That's, I'm not a lying murderer. I'm an honest murderer, you know? <laughs> what do you no, know? We, like, we've got a, we have a murderer with a conscience. <laughs> I know. That is, that's pretty insane. I guess you, you don't think of that actually being, you know, I... I that, that would surprise that, that shocked me when I saw the story. I thought like this is too good. Um, yeah, but uh, uh, maybe maybe he should have picked Dare. <laughs> That's the one time. The one time I might say, uh, you know, usually truth is the safe bet in that game. But it's true. It's I guess true. not. I guess not if you have any skeletons in your closet. But um, the truth does have some unexpected ways of coming out sometimes, yeah. and yeah. sometimes. So do babies. <laughs> now, about a year ago, when or I say year, almost two years ago, when um, when my my uh, around the time my son was born, I, I went ahead and I, I got a couple uh, video kind of, you know, things from my house, like a video doorbell, and I installed in the backyard a um, like a floodlight camera that had a video thing to it as well. That way, we could kind of keep an eye on what really ends up just being the wildlife, right? right the armadillos that swing by, the, right? possums the cats i mean there's just all the wildlife you think of it's like yeah that's what's what we're catching but um you know you never know just to be safe and i will say look if this happened to uh to us i would save this footage forever and uh <laughs> <laughs> this, this is a uh, pretty incredible so talk about having a crazy birth story right you know everyone's got something that you know i was in a taxi cab or i was born at mile marker 114 but right not many people could say that that uh emily johnson of vacaville california uh, can say here she said that her and her husband michael weren't in a huge rush to get to the hospital when her contra contraction started a week before her due date because they were like 10 minutes apart and they're really, you know, they're only like a five minute drive from the hospital. Oh, okay. But then the contraction sped up over the course of a half hour and the couple decided it was definitely time to leave. Hmm. Johnson said that she made it as far as the car before she realized she was not going to get to the hospital in time. Hmm. And so she just, like you would, anyone else would do just laid on her front lawn to give birth with the help of her mother. Oh. Emergency responders arrived just after the baby was born. And the whole situation was actually caught on the couple's ring doorbell camera. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so here's Emily and uh, her mother, Christy Sparks, and Emily's husband, Michael, talking about it. The contractions went to five minutes and three minutes and two minutes and one minute in like a matter of about 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And so we're like, cute. oh, we got to get in the car. We got to go. <laughs> Got to the car, stood at the car, and just said, no, I, I can't get into this car. I'm just going to get on the grass, and I'm just going to, I'm going to be here. This is going to be my spot. I'm on my hands and knees, and little head comes out, and by the time they walked up to me, I had a baby in my arms crying. <laughs> 
I just laid back in the grass and just took a nice deep breath. And I was like, oh, oh, this is gonna be on the, on the, on the camera. <laughs> I'm gonna watch this and we can share this. I joke that it was like, you know, being a cow giving birth in a field. So isn't that just glorious there? You know, I, I, um, I took my doorbell off one time whenever we had that, that rat in our attic, a little um, yes. palm rat. And yep. that thing motion captured that within within minutes. It came out yep. to inspect it, and I saved that footage. And I was like, "All right, I'm good to go." But no <laughs> footage I've ever gotten will ever, I think, compete with that. Um, <laughs> one day, just like think about it, right? You know, one day the child's going to grow up to be forever traumatized by viewing this footage. Like you're going to see. <laughs> you, you think about what's natural for humanity. Like what's what's a natural thing for for a person to experience, and no one's ever meant to experience witnessing well, in full view their own birth. Well, you know, the funny thing is when I saw this story, the only thing I could think of is, you know, those graduation uh, ceremonies, whenever you have all these pictures of all the little boy and little girl pictures flashing up on the, <laughs> that would be great to just throw that up there in the middle of it, you know, <laughs> whenever the kid's graduating from high school in front of all oh, those absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Oh my goodness. I, you know, like I said, for me, the only little things I get in my front lawn are like, well, actually I say little, but. There's some pretty big honking armadillos that come out sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, or maybe yard gnomes or some Kentucky cave goblins, right? But oh, it is yeah. nice to see a, a doorbell camera record something besides a porch pirate. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Im, Im, <laughs> imagine, the the, imagine the baby being born and you get one of those <laughs> kind of noises you know, from the phone. You're like, oh, someone's at the door. Yeah, so, yeah, that's right. You know, that's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, giving birth in your front yard definitely makes for a great story to tell all the family reunions for the rest of your life, for sure. You know, but <laughs> here, here's something, though. Uh, making babies on the dunes of Spain, probably not so much. Talk about another crazy story from over in the country of Spain. OK, we have a Spanish ex-bishop uh, running off with a erotic novel writer and i guess th there must be something in the water over there in spain because we've got a problem on the spanish dunes from all these sex crazed tourists over there maybe one of them might just be this ex-bishop i don't know but you know something somehow something seems romantic i guess in the heat of the moment but it doesn't always turn out that way like let's just say sex on the beach you know it's a mess for you it's a mess for the other person and according to a new study, it's a mess for the beach and the ecosystem. Okay, so no I guess one wants what? sand in the Vaseline. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> right, yeah. sex with a stranger on a Spanish beach might sound romantic to some folks, but um, according to international researchers, they're using there are they're, they're urging tourists to the Canary Islands to please abstain from salacious seaside pursuits because. They are destroying the fragile sand dune habitats. Okay. Not to mention the fact, would you get, if you did get sex on the beach, would you also pick up sand crabs? I'm just, <laughs> you know, well, anyway. <laughs> oh, gosh. I, I can only imagine like what the sand fleas would do, depending on the time of the year. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, there's a this new study. Somebody, yes, there is a study. Somebody actually got a study uh, detailing this erosive erotica. It's uh, slated for release in this upcoming Journal of Environmental Management. Now, the practices, they say, 
produce some environmental impact. So we want to have, I guess, maybe green sex. Could you call it that? Green sex on the sand dunes? I don't know. If, if you believe in green impact on the environment, you probably should pay attention, okay? Um, but it, it was compiled by some of these experts at the Universidad de las Palmas de Gran Canaria and Flinders University of Adelaide, Australia. How do you like that for a nice big research title? It's called Sand, Sun, Sea, and Sex with Strangers. The five S's. <laughs> I don't know who thinks up four these titles. Of which are, are, four of which are great, and one of which I'm not as much of a fan of. <laughs> well, uh, they, they examine the effect of cruising. Okay? We're going to go cruising uh, descending. So cruising, okay. cruising is defined as anonymous sexual encounters, mostly among homosexuals. I'm like, well, so you're saying there's a lot of starfish on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, oh my, this is taking place on the Dunas de Mas Polona Special Nature Reserve. It's a conservation area on Gran Canaria. So they find that these same-sex coastal congregations were causing damage to eight native plant species, three of which are endemic. So can you believe this? I never knew there was anything like that out there. And and I thought that the worst thing about I thought the worst thing about sex on the beach was, you know, you get sand in your underpants, you know? But, you, get, but my, you get sand everywhere, I'm sure. Yeah. That oh yeah. So but here's my question. What the heck kind of sex are people having that's actually destroying the sand dunes, you know? It's like death by snoo-snoo if you ever um, <laughs> were a Futurama fan. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, uh, somebody tells me it's not snoo-snoo going on there. I, I'm pretty sure that when I read the story to my wife, because sometimes I'll preview some of it for her and just kind of get her thoughts or if there's a crazy one, I'm like, alright, she's got to hear this. And I'm pretty sure that after that, there was no no beach to be had uh, with Mrs. Poncho. I think everything turned to a desert. Did you catch my drift there? Um, I, she was not too, I guess, um, uh, fond of this story, which is why yeah. I had to share it with her. Um, look, I guess if you're serious about protecting the environment, maybe you could just do what, what Mrs. Poncho and I do. We've got some bamboo sheets. So, yes. Um, but uh, uh, maybe, maybe you could also just use some protection. Well, yeah. maybe, like, is, is there such thing as like, you know, can you, are there pr protection for sand dunes that you could use like that? I don't know. <laughs> but if you, if, if you can't, you definitely need to go to a place where you can, I, I guess you could say where you can come as you like, you know? <laughs> and uh, this, I, now I actually read this story about a week before you sent it to me. And um so when I saw it pop up, I was like, okay, I know what I'm getting with this. There's been, been lots of incentives for getting vaccinated, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm sure many people think that none of the got no incentives have gotten better than this. Yeah. Everything, you know, you got things from scholarships and you're like, oh, who wants to go to school, right? Vaccinated to go to school? Uh, well, you can get cash and some people have given out beer, trucks mm -hmm. and guns. But yeah. Austria may have figured out what people really want. Hmm. There's a brothel in Vienna that is offering free sex to anyone who gets <laughs> vaccinated on site. And so, uh, <laughs> so, so let me get this straight. You get vaccinated, then you get VD. 
<laughs> you're gonna have to you're gonna need some much stronger shots after you're done with that so this is just the beginning um they they set up a vaccination booth and anyone who gets jabbed can spend 30 minutes with the lady of their choice and, here comes, uh, no. here comes co come and get jabbed and then you can go jab i know right it's uh i you know you're like, i want <laughs> I want the lady that looks a little bit like Fauci. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They, they didn't elaborate on what happens in those 30 minutes. But, yes, you know, so I'm not exactly sure what they get, mm -hmm. right? Um, but it's, it's also, it's not just for men either. Wow. So women are also welcome to take advantage of the deal, too. Um, one, one guy did say, he said he was planning to get vaccinated eventually, but he pulled the trigger when he heard about the brothel. Yeah. Um, I'm sure 17 year olds everywhere or, <laughs> or recent 18 year olds flocks to this place for vaccinations. Now that they're adults, yeah, yeah. Right? um, <laughs> around a third of Austria still hasn't been vaccinated. So it's a big push for it. And that's, that's a lot of men and women that can, uh, get some free, you know, some, <laughs> Get it free on nookie. for that. Free nookie. Oh my gosh. Uh, oh, there you go. Nookie. Yeah, I thought you said something else. I thought you said free milky. And I thought that's just, we're not going back to the erotic novel thing. Okay. That's weird. Um, look, I, I will say this owner, maybe he's up to something, right? He says, the owner of the brothel says the pandemic has cut his business by 50%. Uh, so he wants, maybe your business, he's like, my business is, it may not be a shower, but it's a grower is probably what he's thinking. Yeah, yeah. And he's looking to grow it by uh, getting as many people as possible to get that shot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes, well, you know, uh, and, and uh, you know, hey, it, you're, you're helping to save all those lives, too. And you could even increase the population, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. right. And yeah. uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, I'm not sure if I could ever, I don't know, something about free sex just seems like there's a catch yeah i don't know there's yeah. gotta be something right like i've i've i know a few people that have served over in in like korea and i've heard some stories of what happens to right to people who decide to i guess you know get away with something that they think you know they could hide over there and yeah but there's the always is, a, there's always a cost the, the the idea of of free sex at a uh, Viennese brothel um, in Austria, I'm not sure that would even be much of an incentive for people over here. You know, that's true. I know. I, I, I can't imagine how many people work at a brothel, right? Like uh, 10, 20. Imagine hundreds or, or more people showing up for the same 10, 20 people. I. I don't know if I want that long of a list of, um, you know, yes, I don't know. It just, it seems like a lot of people that you're going to be with in a way, even if it's <laughs> second, third, fourth, hundredth hand. Yeah. 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 yeah well, it's definitely going to keep the, uh, <clears throat> the brothel busy. That's, that's for sure. So, well, we've got, um, <clears throat> some, some, a couple of really good ask Pancho questions here. And I love this one from Casey because I, I've met people that are, have kind of have the same mentality as this. Okay. Casey has got a, a situation. Maybe you can maybe help give a little direction. She's got a friend. She says it won't let me in because she doesn't want to bring me down. Now, this is what she writes. She says, one of my very good friends 
is facing this a huge amount of life turbulence, you know, here of late. And as for me, you know, just the opposite, you know, um, after the obviously the year from hell this year has turned out to be pretty prosperous for me. And I'm very grateful for my good fortune. But my friend, however, that I know is down and out, but she doesn't vent to me very much about it because I know she doesn't want to be a burden to me. But when, when whatever she needs, you know, it really isn't a burden. OK, it's just how she thinks. You know, it's one of those kind of people, you know, that it's not, no, you're not a burden, but but no, they think they're a burden. And so she's uh, she's actually been there for me, she says, through my lows. And I just don't know how to get through to her that I'm here no matter what. And she shouldn't feel like a drag ever when it comes to leaning on each other. So what do you give for Casey when, you know, Casey's wants to be there for her friend, but her friend's like, oh, I don't want to be a burden. <laughs> it's old man Jenkins. I don't want to be a burden. <laughs> <laughs> for all the spongebob fans out there um you know your friend's depressed i mean that's what it is like it's cut and dry right there your friend's depressed she was isolating because she's depressed that's how she handles things and uh she's come up with excuses if it's not that she'd come up with another excuse and so i'd say continue being there for her, bring food by do something i don't know sure you care and, uh, I mean, she should be able to let you in because you're you're big enough to handle good news and bad news. So, I don't know. She needs to get over herself or um, actually invite people in or else she's, you know, going to spend a lot less time. Co she's going to spend a lot more time coping with things. And, um, you know, I don't know. It's, it doesn't help with healing when you just kind of so isolate just, yourself. Just ignore her and be persistent. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> that's what I'd say. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, let's, uh, that's uh, as good as uh, I mean, it gets. Everyone has highs and lows. And so, you know, someone else's lows don't have to bring you down just because mm -hmm. they're down. I might feel bad that you're sad, but I'm not going to go home and be like, man, my day sucks now. I'm going to be <laughs> grateful that I'm not you. And uh, I'm just kidding. It's, uh, oh, I've got one more here. It, it's, uh, <laughs> this is from Sagar. He says, my wife has such a big heart, sometimes, in my opinion, too big. For Thanksgiving, if anyone she knows, even if she, if she doesn't know them well, doesn't have a place to go, she invites them to her house for dinner. Our Thanksgivings have turned a bit into the Isle of Misfit Toys. And, uh, well, it sounds like you've turned into a little bit of a Grinch, and you need your heart to grow in size. And soon you'll be in this. The, the roles will be reversed, right? Mm -hmm. Well, he says, you know, like this, having this little Isle of Misfit Toys Thanksgiving, it has its pros, but it's also become a lot of work. It was one. Of, it was one thing when it was just like one person, but now the one person from last year wants to come again and bring some someone else. And then there are new people who live away from their families. I, I just don't know how to convince her to just have a quiet Thanksgiving with us. I think I'd prefer that. Hmm. Well, you know, Thanksgiving, like I, in all sincerity, like, you know, if you want to be the hands and feet of God, then like it, it means serving and feeding people and, and uh, in that kind of way, inviting that up. So it's one day a year, suck it up, enjoy it. Maybe, but maybe this is just what introverts feel like too, you know, like, as I think yeah. my wife would, would feel the same way. Um, you know, she's, she's introverted and I kind of thrive off of, I guess, you know, energy and, and people. Yeah. Um, 
And so I could see me kind of being someone to invite people over. But but Mrs. Poncho is usually pretty good with that, too, because she's a very kind person. I'm not saying you're not kind, Cigar, but um, but yeah, you're offering community and family. And that, that has a way of kind of, I don't know, like building up, um, I guess you could say like a, a bank account of friends or in favors. Not, not sure. that you're doing things to get repayment, but... You know, those things have a way of just kind of investing still in, in just your community. And, and um, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I think it's pretty a, a good thing. And maybe, you know, maybe you have a like post Thanksgiving dinner with just all the leftovers and, and <laughs> you make you that go. like a quiet, you know, Thanksgiving that you could celebrate there that the weekend after or something. You know, there you go. But did you hear about the grandmother who I think was that she she invited the, the wrong person or invited somebody she didn't know but he was a total stranger just showed up at her house and they ended up becoming friends and now this is the sixth year in a row that the same guy has come back to this grandmother's house to have thanksgiving <laughs> oh that's amazing i love it <laughs> yeah yep. so you never know you just might have something like that you know i mean geez <sighs> well I'll, i gotta tell you what i'm working on in the next week okay there's some great <laughs> stories that you're gonna want to probably pick all right this is the one you may have heard a woman was going to do, go take an ibuprofen but she ended up putting the, her left airpod and swallowed that instead <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. That's okay. hilarious. A absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Okay. Here's another story. A naked Arkansas man is found upside down behind the wheel of a stolen boat. So this ought to be pretty good. And let me see. There was one that other just one. Sounds like a here. regular Saturday in Arkansas. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, this is typical Philadelphia. A, a, a Philadelphia radio caller is calling in, complaining about the 76ers, and he, he he's he's a victim of a hit and run. He's he's on the phone talking to the radio station, complaining about the 76ers, and hit with a hit and run. He could care less. He wants to complain about the 76ers. It's hilarious. So I, I can't. <laughs> he's not can't like, wait. here's the license plate over the radio. Yeah. If anyone knows this, he's like, no, no. I mean. That's like who cares? I just, first, the 76ers I just, suck. Yeah, <laughs> I, ju I just, I just got it. it was involved in a hit and run, but I want to tell you what I don't like about the 76ers. You know, that's just that was great. <laughs> <laughs> so, I love it. And then one, one more, which is good. Next week, a Florida man humps a dog and then attacks the owner when confronted. <laughs> Wait, a Florida man? A Florida humps a man dog? humps a dog and then attacks the <laughs> owner when confronted about it. So, oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's some Jim Dandies coming next week. I guarantee it. So, oh, my gosh. So are you uh, you ready to have some uh, insane games coming at you? Oh, yeah. And I'm ready to, to write a nice uh, erotic novel as well, like the, the poncho of Gabriel's Guido. I don't know. Oh, well, it's, it, it the, could be a, the, it could be a big seller. You, you, never, the, you the, might the, even the, attract the poncho. Poncho Guido trilogy. I don't know. Well, you you might be able to attract maybe some um, ex bishops. <laughs> I'm a little bit too old for that. Now it's the good, the bad, the poncho. You trying to play games with me, boy? Yes, I. Well, I, I'm actually trying <laughs> to get the trying to get the sand out of my underpants. Ah, yeah, and, and get some insane games. 
No, get some... no sofa para ti. <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, <laughs> I can say definitely we have a new batch of insane games for this week for sure. Uh, anything in particular that strikes your fancy that you feel lucky about this week? I, I think we should start with, with strip club or daycare. You want to start with that, huh? It's, just, it, it's, oh, it's yeah. because we're talking about having sex on the beach or something now, right? Right. Well, I mean, between that and like, you know, free brothel sex for vaccinations <laughs> and erotic yeah. novels with with ex-bishops. Yep. Yep. This is oh, true. Yeah. So maybe we should start off either a strip club or a daycare. So um, we'll <laughs> see how, how, how good your, your discernment is here. Okay. On uh, whether this is going to be better than ex-bishop novel. I'll tell you that. Yeah, that's probably true. Okay, so we'll start with our first business from Sparks, Nevada, out west. And the name of the business is called the Treasure Chest. Oh, my gosh. I, I, there's been so many treasure chests out there. But I'm going <laughs> to say that this is a strip club. You say it's a strip club. Well, it's a daycare. No, I think that's, I think that's the first time it's actually a daycare. Yes, absolutely. And, so, and it's in Nevada, of all places, you know? So that's, that's kind of crazy. All right. We'll head to the opposite coast over in Derry, New Hampshire, to the clubhouse. Clubhouse. Okay, well, you know, um, I've heard about going to the club, but I've never heard about going to the clubhouse. So I think this is a, another daycare. It would be a daycare. Uh, that is correct. Okay. <laughs> now, you may have heard of this place because it's in Knoxville, Tennessee. <clears throat> it's called. Okay, yeah. It's called the Mouse's Ear. I've definitely heard about this place, and it is a strip club. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ask whether or not you're familiar with it or not, but you have heard. I, it. I, I've never been. I, I drove past it before, though, when I used okay. to live there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, keeping it in Tennessee, we'll head over to Memphis, Tennessee, the home of Elvis, and the name of this business is called Candyland. Candyland. Oh goodness! Well, um, as with anything that just sounds gross in the context of a strip club, I'm going to say it's a strip club. <laughs> I thought for sure you were going to say it was a daycare, <laughs> but it is a strip club. Yes, it is. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, now we'll go up north to Great Falls, Montana, the open fields and the prairie out there, and you can get out there and enjoy the playground. All right. I, you know, I think that the playground, um, that, that's going to be a, like a daycare. <laughs> it's a strip club. <laughs> oh, man. Playground. Uh, I, yeah, I thought like to play around maybe, but yeah, that's right. play boy. they um, got a lot of room in that playground up there in Montana. Yeah, tell me about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lots of seesaws and uh, swings and yeah. <laughs> Don't forget about that merry-go-round. Oh, no. so, Man, yeah. Candyland. I've I've never you know you let's say candy makes your teeth rot out, but if you see candy's teeth rotting out, then yeah, I think that you know right. that there's something wrong. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, what do you feel uh, lucky on this next one? <laughs> okay, well, let's, let's jump into Weatherman, um, Porn Star Weatherman. Porn Star Weatherman. All right. Well, we got some good names for this one, these entertainers. You can decide which one's the porn star and which one is the 
weatherman, uh, based on alliteration, of course, like you like to do. Okay, so, um, and uh, the first entertainer's name is Don Day. Don Day. Well, he's got Day in his name. He's got to do weather stuff, right? <laughs> he's yeah. He's got the weather in his name. So it is. Yeah. It is. He's a weatherman at KGAB up in Wyoming. So your next entertainer's name is Tyler Nixon. <laughs> That's that is for sure a porn star name. If I if I were to come up with the most cliche sounding porn star name, it would have been Tyler Nixon. <laughs> you may be onto something. It's a porn star, <laughs> absolutely. All right, another alliteration here in this uh, entertainer's name of Jay Jeffries. Jay Jeffries. This sounds like a classy weatherman. A classic Jay weatherman. Jeffries, without weather. He yeah. is uh, Jay Jeffries is a WFXG in Augusta, Georgia. Oh yes, all right. <laughs> I like this name. Okay, uh, and and you can you can figure out what you think <laughs> it might be. Uh, it's got oh. some alliteration, but it's got something else going on in there too. It's a uh, Marshall McPeak. <laughs> <laughs> Marshall McPeak. Uh, oh man. Well, you know what. Uh, there's a, well, I, I guess I've heard about like a tent in the pants and I guess you might be trying to plan there's a mountain in there. I th I'm going to say this is a porn star. <laughs> it's a weatherman. <laughs> McPeak. McPeak is, is what people want to take. Uh, yeah. when they, I guess it depends if he's a handsome fellow or not. Yeah, well, he's <laughs> peaking at ABC6 in Buckaras, Ohio. All right. So our, that's, what I, well, that's what I ask the, the people at McDonald's when I drive through the drive through and speed away. Yes, right. I'll exactly. take a McPeak. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Now, here, here's one I'm pretty sure we've done before, but I'll do it anyway. Sven Sundergaard. Oh, yeah. This guy's he's a good one. This is a weatherman. Yes. He works at KARE 11 Minneapolis. But I still like the name, <laughs> though. Sven Sundergaard. Yes, right. I'm starting to wonder, like, have we run out of, like, weatherman names? And I'm starting to remember some. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, really. I've heard right. Sven come up a few times before. Yeah. I know, I know, at least. So so what else do you, you feel lucky on here tonight? Let's go ahead and, and get the um the rehab or golf course or rehab. Golf course or rehab. Yeah. Oh yeah. Th this one can be anyone's guess on this one, all right. So <laughs> really can. Yeah. So this business, the first one is in Henderson, Nevada. It is called Reflections Bay. Reflections, but reflection is what is something sounds like whenever you you're, you're trying to you know I guess sober up and and really take a hard look at your life. So I'm going to say this is a rehab. It's actually the reflection of the, of the pool you're going to knock your golf ball in. It's a golf course, um, believe it or not. Yes, indeed. Well, from Reflections Bay, we have another business uh, in Cheyenne, Wyoming, still out west. It's called Dry Creek. <laughs> Try Creek. Well, <laughs> I, I don't know if uh, I, I I can't see the a, a rehab being so coy as to put the word dry right in the name. <laughs> You'd think that they'd show maybe a little more respect to someone that you know doesn't. Want, I, I think this is gonna be a golf course, right? <laughs> 
I never, ever thought about that until you just said that. <laughs> it is a golf course. That's right. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> going to send Uncle Herman. Going to send Uncle Herman to Dry Creek to dry out. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah. All right. Your next business is in Tom's River, New Jersey, called Shore Meadows. Shore Meadows um, in New Jersey. Oh, yeah, it could be any any of. But you know what? I think this might be like a little rehab. <laughs> Indeed it is. It is a rehab. Absolutely. All right. We're going to go back out west to San Diego to Mission Trails. Mission Trails. Well, you know, when I think about mission, you think about someone like, you know, volunteering or putting like on like a, I don't know, some, some kind of like a, mission trip like you know for for helping like like the church so this might yeah. be a like a rehab i think well, it could also mean a trail chasing a golf ball <laughs> it's a golf course oh. believe it or not yes indeed well not too bad though but uh, you're doing a little better on this let's see if you can make this one uh, count though this was in farmington Con connecticut it's called westwood Westwood uh, in Connecticut. Um, oh, goodness. Well, you know, Connecticut so far north. I was as a rehab. Mm. <laughs> it's actually a golf course. <laughs> I'm always wondering, how do you maintain golf courses where it snows half the year? Yeah. I don't know. Absolutely. This is true. Yeah, it would be a little a uh, little bit of a challenge. Well, the only how, thing how is it affordable is to even do anything? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Well, we got... The steakhouse or a gay bar, which was basically left before we get to the headlines. Yeah, no, so I always like these. These are good. We will take our first business. You can decide whether it's a steakhouse or a gay bar. It is, uh, and this one's in actually in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's called The Edge. The Edge. I've heard so many ones that sound like The Edge, but you know, I'm going to say that this is a a gay bar. Mm, it's a steakhouse. That's oh, right. You got I should have. There's a lot of food places in New. That's uh, right. I'm not yeah, sure how that. I'm not sure how that ties into steak, but at uh, any case, but here's one in Tampa, Florida, way down there in the south part of the state, called oh, beef steak. Yeah, well, it's called the meat market. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I hear the meat market, I think, okay, this, this is probably, and I think it's got it got to be like a place for steaks, right? Yeah. You think it's a steakhouse? Uh, I, I do think it's a steakhouse. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, so sometimes thankfully. it's a little bit too too head on the nose to be like, no, <laughs> they'd be a little bit more creative. Yeah. Yes, you might say that if it were a name of a gay bar, it would be right on the tip. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's one. This is in Scottsdale, Arizona. It's called BS West. B B S West. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, well, I'm gonna say it's a gay bar. <laughs> Very good. I'm not I I'm not sure what kind of BS goes on in BS West in mm. Scottsdale, Arizona, but interesting name, that's for sure. All right. This one is in Chicago, uh, I, Illinois. I, I think the BS. I think the BS stands for something else. I don't think it stands for bull. You know, I, I think it stands uh -huh. for butt stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah. But, butt stuff yeah. is what it stands I, for, right? I, I wasn't going to go there, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
on to Chicago, Illinois. This business <laughs> is called the Lucky Horseshoe. <laughs> the Lucky Horseshoe. Oh man, in in North Dakota. Okay, no, well, it's, if it's it's in Chicago. Oh, Chicago. Oh, well, that's different than the Lucky Horseshoe. Uh, gosh, man, is it like a Texas Roadhouse, or is this like? You know, I know what happens when someone gets lucky, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with the steakhouse. It's actually a lucky gay bar. That's what it is. Oh <laughs> man, look at that! <laughs> Somebody, somebody's gonna get lucky in the windy city. Yes, sir. All right, your last steakhouse or gay bar business. Which one it might be? It's coming f- from Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, it's an interesting name called Bulldogs. Bulldogs and, and when, Georgia. When you consider the mascot of Georgia, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, this definitely sounds like a steakhouse thing, and probably like a college football gimmicky place. <laughs> it's a gay bar. <laughs> oh man, Bulldogs! Wow, I bet they've got a lot of unsuspecting suckers coming into that place. Then <laughs> I know. I saw that. I'm like, wait a minute. This is in Georgia, and it's a gay bar named Bulldogs. This is good. <laughs> Hey, look, hey, I'm, at, I'm at a loss this game, but I, the real loser are the, the poor folks who've walked in unsuspectingly to Bulldogs. Oh, man. This is exactly BS, BS West. Sounds like a place where you'd ask someone if you could push their stool in for them. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that is true. Oh, yes. Well, <laughs> I, I neglected to tell you one of my favorite articles I'm going to be getting to talk about next week. <clears throat> This is all about, you know, the time that we have holiday parties, you know, and stuff, Christmas parties and stuff. Well, apparently someone has done a study. And when you have your holiday parties, uh, probably the drunkest family member that will be at your holiday party will be your uncle. (laughs) So keep that that in mind. Yeah, I, you know, I, we've got probably three different Christmas, um, like party things that we're invited to. And, uh, this, this Saturday, actually just tomorrow, we've got Puerto Rican Thanksgiving going on, which is, Oh, really? Oh, oh, it's always fun. I I'm looking forward to it. Now, usually Puerto Rican Thanksgiving is late and it happens like the weekend after Thanksgiving or something. Um, but this year they're doing it early. Uh, I'll say my wife's best friend. Uh, she's practically a sister-in-law. Her and her family is all Puerto Rican. Um, right. Love the family. Like they're, they're literally almost like in-laws for me. And wow. uh, so I, I will say when, when Puerto Rican Thanksgiving comes around and they get some coquito made, and this happens around <laughs> this time of the year with, with – it's like eggnog, right? But it's like yeah. homemade uh, Puerto Rican eggnog. It tastes different than eggnog, but it's, it's comparable. It's almost like a blending of horchata and eggnog uh-huh. in the thing. Oh. Very, very general kind of tasting there, and um, and so, uh, but it, but it's usually got some like rum or something in it, and oh yeah, uh, it it is uh, my my friend's um, uncle who's usually the one who gets a little bit craziest on the <laughs> coquito. So if it's not my uncle, maybe it's like a you know almost uncle in law. Then that yeah, would be this the one. is true. This is true. Yeah. But I don't I I don't I don't I don't need alcohol to be absolutely just obnoxious. I can be obnoxious <laughs> completely sober. You know? That, that, know. That, it's one of those things. All right. So we've got some headlines that you have to determine whether they are fake news or Florida. And we've got this headline that 
I don't know. It, it could be it could be difficult. You're gonna have to use your discerning skills, okay? And if you're really good, you might predict a future headline. All right. So this headline reads: A Sarasota babysitter was charged with drug possession after smoking so much marijuana, a family's golden retriever had to be treated for smoke inhalation. <laughs> I I don't see many people treating dogs for smoke. So I, I think that this is gonna be. <laughs> A future Florida story slash fake news. Fake news. Yes, it is fake news indeed. That was a bit over the top for Florida. I will say that, you know, but in any case. California, maybe. but Maybe California. That's true. That might qualify. All right. Your next uh, headline. A Fort Pierce man told police the cocaine in his car must have been blown in by the wind. (laughs) I I think... (laughs) I think this is a Florida story. <laughs> it certainly was. <laughs> a lot of wind down there in Florida, you know, I tell you. <laughs> All right. Your next headline. A lot of cocaine, too. <laughs> a lot of cocaine, too, for that matter. That's exactly right. It's bound to happen eventually. Eventually. Oh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> In case, go, here's one. Another headline reads An Orlando woman told police she couldn't get a DUI because her nine year old daughter was driving. <laughs> I can't see that flying. I, I think this might be a fake news story. Mm, that is definitely yeah. a fake news story. Absolutely. D- didn't have any wings. Yeah. Didn't, didn't, that's right. Didn't have any wings. All right. All right. Your next headline. A St. Petersburg man was arrested after police found a bag of methamphetamines stashed inside his belly button. <laughs> you know, depending as well, uh, you, you might be able to hide a good amount there, depending on the person. Yep. Uh, I, I, th- I think that this is a, a real Florida story for sure. <laughs> Must have uh, some pretty big belly buttons down there in Florida, you know? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I I, I don't have my, I don't have room in mind. I guess I'll say I've been running a lot this past like. Oh, okay. So months. you you flattened your belly button out a little bit. Oh man, I, I'm back down to 190. It's it's good. That's good. Well, obviously, if you have an Audi, that's kind of a it, it just it's not going to work. But if you have an any, right. it works better that way, you know. So, but any case, a lot of people just use their belly button to you know to hold salt in when they have celery in bed. <laughs> or for body shots. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> All right. Your final headline. A Cape Coral man was found sitting on the roof of a family's home in his underwear and told police he had no idea how he got there. <laughs> this I've never heard this story before, but I can tell without a doubt that this is a Florida story. <laughs> <laughs> a, you got a perfect score on that. <laughs> yep. Definitely you have your thumb on the pulse. What's happening in Florida this week? Oh yeah. I'm a I'm a, a garden variety Florida man. Yeah. That's why you're Florida the man, insane yeah. Florida nephew. <laughs> well, oh gosh. I, I hope you have yourself a good week and be prepared next week for a real Thanksgiving feast full of crazy, insane stories. Oh, man. And, and, I, and I am so excited for Puerto Rican Thanksgiving and Coquito. So I'll let you know how that goes. Yeah, I'll, and, I'll and give you a hint. There's going to be lots can... of salt, meat, and rice. That's about it. 
and at least one drunk uncle. Probably. It'll be, it'll be either Uncle Mickey or Uncle Lewis or both of them, and they'll both be yelling at each other at some point. <laughs> but, but not because they're angry, but because they're upset over like a game, since Uncle Lewis gets a little bit too excited about games and beating people. And when he's of losing, they're he's very not a happy loser. Very. And if you get dominoes out, I mean, you might as well go to a, few na- a street down the road, and you can listen to the conversation from there. <laughs> Um, without your ears hurting. It's a fun time. (laughs) I'm I'm looking forward to it. Don't forget, you can get real-time updates on the podcast with links to some of the stupid stories featured in each episode by joining the Insane Eric Lane Stupid World Telegram channel. Comment on what you have read or what you've heard or even share of some of the stupidity with all your friends. You can get a preview of the channel and even a link to download the Telegram messaging app at t.me slash insane eric lane that's t.me slash insane e-r-i-k-l-a-n-e now if you ever thought though you've done something really stupid just listening to this podcast i can promise you has already improved your attitude so why don't you share this podcast with somebody who's probably feeling the same way you have now remember there's always two episodes every week the midweek bonus episode that drops on Wednesdays that includes the Insane Week in Review and the Genius Awards for the Brilliant Stupidity. And every Saturday, the weekend episode, of course, features Pancho Guerro, my insane Florida nephew, with more stupid stories from Florida and beyond. And, of course, we always enjoy the weekly round of the Insane Game Show, which you can play along at home. Since stupidity is addicting, you're going to want to click that subscribe button on your podcast player to get your stupid fix and have brand new episodes delivered when they're published. And of course, you want to give this a five star rating when you review the podcast on your podcast player, because this is five star stupidity, especially if you listen on Apple podcasts, maybe, you know, make your reviews stupid. That's even more funnier. And if you do that, It'll bring more folks in who want to check out this podcast. It's kind of like coming up on a really bad wreck along the highway and you want to check it out. It's ugly. It's nasty. But you just can't stop staring. It's kind of the same thing. I know you're probably amazed at the amount of stupidity that's in this world, but you know, somebody has to actually go out and find them and write about them. So there's no way this podcast could be as stupid as it is without the talented writers from some great places like Mr. Laughs Comedy and Large Media, Premier Prep, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, and Pulse Radio, United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane and visit insaneericlane.com. 
And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify. Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.